0: You are about to enter a great adventure. This is Strutting from Gorilla. Hey, folks! Welcome back to another episode of Strutting from Gorilla. I am Mikey Cash. With me, as always, is Big Vito. Uh, we're here to talk with you guys today about our love of wrestling. There's a lot of news in the wrestling world the last couple of weeks. I'm sure everybody and their mother's been talking about it. So we thought we would chime in on all of it and give you our two cents on what uh, all the happens of uh, pro wrestling right now. So what what are we going to cover today, Vito? We're talking, obviously, CM Punk and his return at Survivor Series and his uh, reunion tour of all the brands recently and and what's going to come of that. I'm going to talk a little bit about AEW and their never-ending promotion of All In nine months from now. It's like they're like the whole promotion's pregnant. Uh, yeah.
1: Before, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Vito. Good. Now you know it's it's clobbering time, Mikey. It's clobbering mm-hmm. time, baby. We don't. Yeah. We we sat here. We made our predictions, and uh-huh. um, we were lost. We were lost. We had we were like 50-50. we We're like this would be great if it happened. Um, but we didn't think it was going to actually happen. We've been let no. down so many times. And uh, man, I don't think it could have been any better to be honest. I think they've capitalized on the whole situation and I have enjoyed every second of it. So mm-hmm. that's just, that's just me personally. And for all those people that hate CM Punk, that's completely fine. You can, I get it. You know, he's the voice. he's the voice of the voiceless. I get it. I get it. You know, I can see how it rubs people the wrong way, but God, it has been so good. And I think we got a lot to talk about. Um, When it comes to him, I feel like we've been talking about him nonstop for a year. He always finds his way on our podcast, whether it's a slight reference Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. He always does, but it has been good television and it has been great, great interactions on, on WWE um i, I honestly well, i'll wait to get into it but that, that's my my yeah. two cents going into this i'm mm-hmm. excited about it and um i i i think it legitimately brings wwe to a, a different level
0: it's <laughs> almost <laughs> killing you Vito. that's how i know uh, how uh,
1: yeah so hmm. that's where i at so i, okay. I are are we just we're just gonna? I, I think right we should in. sort of
0: just dive in. What um, was I mean? We're gonna touch on like I said. We're gonna talk about AEW a little bit too. We have some news. They have the Continental Classic going on. The story with the devil and MJF. Who is it? You know. I think I think there's a lot to talk about here today. So, uh, you know, obviously we start with CM Punk. But I'm just curious as as just an add on. What were your thoughts overall on Survivor Series? Because I know we didn't really get to review that and this is kind of, we're kind of skipping over that. So just just sort of general thoughts. What did you think? So of the show?
1: first of all, for the viewers listening, every time we do a show, um, we come prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikey Cash does a great job. He sets up like a note sheet of things we're going to talk about. And yeah, I bring this up because there was something missing from the note sheet. And I feel like it's the common theme of this Survivor Series, Mikey Cash. Poor Randy Orton gets oh no God. love. <laughs> You're so right. Just, Just the, the
0: redheaded stepchild of, of yeah. pro wrestling right now. Just completely yeah. overshadowed.
1: Yeah, the poor guy got no love on his return at Survivor Series. And it was like a big return. I mean, Randy Orton, you know, if you really look at his resume, is probably one of the better wrestlers mm-hmm. of this generation like yeah. all around everything he's out for like a year and a half with this like career threatening injury spends all this time comes back has a great debut and nobody gave a shit like he was so overshadowed by cm punk and you know to wwe's credit they gave him a lot of time on his that return raw and, and he's mm-hmm. gotten his his just dues but yeah, ultimately, CM Punk stole the show, and he's been what everyone's been talking about. So, I just wanted to point that out because I thought it was very parallel to what actually happened in real life. Um, because I knew you, I knew you would I completely laugh, forgot he exists, and I purposely didn't add it to the sheet because I was like, Oh, I can't wait to bring this up.
0: But, <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, well, I, just to offer a quick word, Randy Orton looked phenomenal. That dude is oh. 45 and he. He's in incredible shape. I'm glad he was able to come back after those back injuries. That's that's really impressive. And and I hope that he's able to to have at least this last leg of his career go off without any more injuries and, and that it's really successful for him.
1: Yeah, and I will tell you, man, he... Uh, I'm not sure... He's the biggest I've seen him in his career. Like, normally yeah. he's a very lean... Yep. Uh yeah, he got big. Thing. Oh, he is bulky and I don't know if that's uh the medicine or mm-hmm. uh or what, but you know, whatever it is. Um he looks good. He looks good. Um I I hope he's healthy and he's not going to, you know, push himself too far, but hopefully he's more on a limited schedule and I do think he has a lot to offer um for some of this younger talent. and He's in a different phase in his career and hopefully he can um he can he can add that element that needs to help put some of these younger guys mm-hmm. over. Um, and it's funny we call them younger guys, but some of these guys have been around for quite some time now. Yeah. So
0: they seem like younger guys in the WWE system.
1: Oh yeah. Um, so okay. Anyways, I digress. We're going. We're going. Ran- we're going back. So CM Punk. What the best part about the whole thing? I unfortunately was not watching Survivor Series live, which. I was upset about it. I I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing. I caught the 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 snippets, but um I think it was your text when you were like uh CM Punk's back. I think it was you or maybe it was it might have been um fan of the show Mike Westcott. Mm-hmm. Um Shout he might have texted me. I don't I don't know. Um uh, but whatever it was, uh I was shocked. I you know, you see these rumors all the time and Ninety-eight percent of the time, they never happen, right? Outside mm-hmm. of A- AEW, when they have twenty debuts in in one <laughs> one uh, pay per view. But I was shocked, um, just because of everything that went down, and like the way he left WWE, and like I, I never thought it was going to happen. I just never thought it was going to happen, and to Triple H's credit, um. I think it's it was a smart move. I mean, he's the hottest thing going. You you know, I think Vince used to say it all the time. Actually, I think JR said it. Where like any news is good news, any publicity is good publicity. And it's one of those things where people just can't stop talking about him. It's so controversial and I don't I I don't quite understand it, but it it entices me. I enjoy watching him on on television and his promos are yeah. usually great. Um and so far, it hasn't let me down. Like I think the thing for me, and, and I'll let you two chime in on this, is there's so many interactions with multiple people in the company that I'm very much looking forward to, right? Mm-hmm. Very much looking forward to. What about yourself? I, too.
0: I mean, I think they handled the return, I think, as best as you can. Uh, when you look at the n- WWE notoriously there's always a lot of leaks and and I think even with this there were some people saying oh it's going to happen it's not going to happen we got this source telling us it's got it's going to happen there's another source saying he tried a couple months ago and it didn't work out so I think there was a lot of I think that's why you and I were both kind of 50-50 on it because we really weren't sure it, it all all things seemed possible there where maybe he did try to come back and it, it They said, thanks, but no, thanks. We're not interested. Uh, But I'm happy to see that it worked out. And I think it's a testament, like you were saying, to Triple H. Because Triple H has been really great in recent years of sort of extending olive branches, being able to work with talent. I think he has a maybe he just has a more updated way with people than Vince. I think Vince, at, at one point or another, there was a line that that was crossed. And we all used to talk about it that he just seemed like out of touch. So I think that this was part of that for him. Um, I, I I heard him at the press conference and it really stood out to me when he was talking about, hey, you know, it's been 10 years. I'm a different person than 10 years ago. He's a different person than 10 years ago. People grow, people change. Now, I believe in all that. And I think that that for those two specifically, that's probably true. I think th- the the tensions that they had, it's been 10 years, man. I mean, they're, they, they're probably not going to be holding that grudge forever, hopefully. But uh, unless you're Colt Cabana, <laughs> and then he just hates you. Um, but, but I say that on purpose, because as much as things might change, things might also remain the same. And I think that's where there's that worry of where, how is this going to go? And, and, you know, you speaking of all of the people that he could possibly face, the one that they've come back to time and time again, and then most recently last night is uh something with Seth Rollins. And and I know that you you had texted me this morning and said, Did you see the Rollins uh punk segment? It was awesome. And so I watched it probably just 20 minutes ago before I, I got on with you today, and it was really great. You know, what what did you think? give your thoughts first, because I know you, you were really into it.
1: Um Yeah, that was one of the big ones that I was waiting for, you know, and I always what what entices me to getting my eyeballs on television is when they draw that line between what's real and what's not real. Right. And this one you've had Rollins talking about CM Punk, you know, Phil, uh, when when he left. And there was a lot of tension between the two of them. And, you know, was it real? Was it fake? Who knows? I mean, to me, it seemed real. And um, I was curious. And then you had the whole interaction when he comes back at Survivor Series. Rollins is flipping him off and Mm -hmm. doing all this. And is it real? Is it not real? I mean, damn, to me, it looked real. So, I, and I love that, that that's what keeps me going. And I, I miss a lot of that from like the, the attitude era where you didn't know, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of times mm-hmm. like, oh, this is real. Um, And I, and I, I personally think that, you know, CM Punk loves that. And I, I think Rollins does too. And Absolutely. maybe they do hate each other in real life. It doesn't matter. I think both of them are professionals to some degree. I mean, you may not think CM Punk is because of everything that went on in AEW But I I think he can be more professional than you think. I just think the people within AEW didn't have that mindset. They were more of the mindset, hey, we're anti-WWE. We're going to do things differently. And I think CM Punk kind of brought that old school, hey, I'm the the veteran. I'm going to tell you what needs to be done. And they were like, well, screw you. And I think that whole thing just went off. Where I think in WWE, it's much more professional and they're it it they they're like we talked about this on the last episode. It's more structured, right? There's those safety nets of of people back there who have been there, and a veteran leadership, and the locker room's good. And I think they're all. It, it seems like for the first time in a long time, there are many stars in WWE, and they all seem like they're all looking to do what's best for business, right? They're all okay. looking to see, okay, it's Cody's time. He's gonna do this, right? only one i see that's having a problem that's kind of gotten screwed is drew mcintyre right like he was he won the title with no one in the arena held it forever and the guy poor guy hasn't gotten his due but it seems like they make those people right when they need to Mm -hmm. um in some way shape or form and i think this is going to be set up for, for good like last night they also had some interactions with uh kofi kingston yeah i saw uh, that that and was C- funny Long. yeah and, and he was like
0: "Jamaica and- J- me crazy he's like i don't do that anymore
1: <laughs> yeah he's like i don't do that anymore and then he he shakes you know chad gable's hands he's like i've heard a lot of good things about you <laughs> and mm-hmm. he looks at ricochet and he goes yeah. i hear you suck at video games <laughs> <laughs> um it's just like stuff like that and then he came out in in nxt which was that was good oh, but it was, it was funny a, it was funny. It was good, it, but it was also a weird segment because it seemed like there was no reason for him to be out there. No. But it still was great. He comes out in the Brett the Hitman Art shirt
0: with Sean Michaels. With Sean Michaels,
1: and but like only CM Punk has the balls to I do that, do that type of stuff. <laughs> and and like I think some of those veteran guys appreciate it. Like they they know he's not really being an asshole. He's just doing his shtick. Like that's who yeah. he is. It's his gimmick. at this point yeah yeah he's gonna be the asshole guy that is gonna get on you because that's what he does and you need to get up to his level i mean shit Mm -hmm. he did it with the owner of the company and triple h when he was when he was there and and at that time like he was the anti-establishment right like and i think we all felt it because we all hated wwe at that point we were all like this is garbage stuff we continued to watch and drag ourselves through the awful stuff that we were watching and he kind of gave you that refresher of like you know what we agree with you but we're still gonna sit here and watch Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep
0: that's exactly what it was and i and at that time with 2010 2011 with the pipe bomb and everything that was more you know we don't need to get in a whole retrospective but he no that was more him actually being the voice of at the time I, I think the audience really was voiceless in it. It was just Vince wanted to do what he wanted to do. He wasn't really listening to anything, and and it was it, it was showing in the product that was on television. Now, like you said, it's a way different ballgame. You you mention the you know a lot of the the different stars there having this sort of professionalism and sort of understanding what their what their sort of role is for the the whole story of what they're presenting each week, and. Again, I come back to Triple H because the guy has a lived experience. This guy knows what it's like to sort of be in that kind of environment and to have to rally and to, and that sometimes the spotlight's not always going to be on you, even though he tried a lot of times back in the day. Um, oh, yeah. He had it better so, than a lot of so people. I, but I think that helps, too, because I think he understands why you'd want to do it. I think he understands that need to, fight, to try to rebel. So I think he understands CM Punk perfectly, quite oh, honestly. Dude. I think he understands Indeed. that. Because look at look at where Triple H came up. Think of how tumultuous it was backstage oh, from I... the late 90s into early 2000s. There was tons of fights going on. Michaels was doing tons of drugs and was like all over the place. That whole stuff with Brett, that was huge, huge stuff going on backstage. The way they handled politics and, and confrontations back then were much different than now. So I think... You you have Punk who has that kind of mentality. Took that into AEW. AEW didn't have the infrastructure to really handle that. Whether it's naivete on Tony Khan's part, whether it's naive, uh, uh Omega, the Bucks, uh, whoever the hell was backstage, apparently thought things were just going to be sunshine and rainbows when you when you get people into the AEW locker room. Um, I mean Eddie Kingston, hello, yeah, like he's not okay. exactly sunshine. But anyway, I'm getting off track here. Let's let us let us bring it back. Bottom line is. He's on this jolly old Saint Punk tour. Uh, it looks like he signed with Raw now. He declared himself for the Royal Rumble. They even said it on commentary. It's going to be ten years to the day of him being in his last WWE match. So I wonder if they're just not going to have him wrestle until the Royal Rumble. He'll just maybe come out and do some promos and whatnot. But that promo with uh, to, sorry to jump in here, but that uh, that Punk segment with Rollins was great. And the reason it was great was for kind of all the reasons we were just mentioning, like all of that influences this year is that it felt real. There's probably part of it. That is odds are though, that because it's WWE, they probably talked about all of this beforehand. Like I know people online are like, I can't believe he said that, but guess what? They've talked about it. This isn't a surprise because what happened the last time there was a surprise. (laughs) he Did not respond very well. So I, I think a lot of things are, they're all running things past each other it's this is a performance and the best kind of performances are the ones that you can't tell are real or not so i think i think that's why this hit the way it did
1: yeah i think they're handling it perfectly um i just think you know i look at it too and you look at wwe and it's riddled with guys especially since triple h took over that they're gaining more steam and they are building more stars like
0: Mm-hmm. rollins
1: is on a new level roman reigns is on a level of his own but i think you know the punk situation now evens out smackdown and raw mm-hmm. like i i look at smackdown it like there was wasn't well right and there wasn't a lot i was looking at at raw like i like rollins i do but like i what he wasn't making me tune in every week but now if you get a guy like Punk who's making me tune in because you mm-hmm. don't know what he's going to say, yeah, you're curious to see these interactions, yep. he almost is at that Roman Reigns level just because of his aura. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, this is just my feeling, mm. but if you can get viewers on Raw and you get viewers on, on SmackDown and you actually make them viable shows against each other, then that's exciting right and mm-hmm. and i'm not sure raw had that as as much as smackdown because of roman when roman's on there people want to tune in and then you got like everybody else on on raw la night and and now you kind of have a comparable show and it's it's exciting to see um and yeah that segment with 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 rollins really it was the first time in a long time that i watched it and i got a yeah. little bit of goosebumps like it was um It was good to see and like just the fire and the attitude to see to make rollins have to step up to punk's level and that's what i want to see and i think that's what that's what we're getting out of this um and i hope they keep doing it that way because it's great and there's so many things that we're we're going to be able to see in the future you know is is punk going to go against roman reigns in the future punk versus cody rhodes punk versus all of these guys that i think can really elevate it and i think if you look at it now you have two possible main events Mm -hmm. um at at wrestlemania that i would tune into for multiple reasons you got rollins and and punk and um roman and cody right never mind all of the other matches that would be on the card that could be those headliners but those are two really good ones for two two belts like i agree yeah i mean there's a, there's a lot of potential
0: there's a yeah, lot of potential. and and that's the exciting part is there's a lot of ways it could go people are going to complain and i'm just kind of used to that by now but there's a lot of different ways this could go and yeah. even if it's next year he fights reigns and either it's for the title or not for the title who kn- who knows how long that dude's going to hold it for um yeah. i don't know if cody will ever finish his story
1: <laughs> I just hope they capitalize on it soon because I yeah I, me too I don't want him to lose his steam and there's a lot that can cause yeah. him to lose his steam and I like Cody I he's he, I do too but um the they, funny they part risk
0: of it, they risk the diminishing returns on they it. do
1: well just because of so much other stuff going on now like mm-hmm. and and I love this because it's elevating yeah. everybody to that next level like you have mm-hmm. to be on that tier if you're not elevating yourself you're gonna be lost in the shuffle and it's on your own yeah. Own a Guess what?
0: You're not going to be on the pay per view. That's what that means. I fucking love
1: that. But I love that. I I do too. Be selective. But but here's the thing, and I don't want this to get lost in translation because without AEW there, I'm not sure these levels would be where they're at. Like they are creating. They're creating. You can argue about how much you hate what's going on aw or how much you love it and that's fine that's great we all love that but i don't think without that we have this right now and i right. i think it's great I'm so i you. just want to point that out because i don't want that to get lost in it and we're going to argue we're going to say how much yeah. we don't like the product at aw right now and that's yeah, fine yeah <laughs> that's well, fine.
0: We'll, we'll save that for a few minutes but that's fine I, I am with you that the the just the the very fact that they exist Mm -hmm. Has created competition, whether they admit it or not. The bottom line is they've created a viable wrestling company that other people can go to. Other people are finding success in, and it's caused them to have to rethink their own strategy. And that's a good thing. They needed that. They needed that kind of shakeup, and they've responded. That's the thing. Now, when we talk about AEW, we'll talk about like what do they need to start doing because now it's it's getting a little stale. But I. Anyway, we're going to stick with WWE for now because there's a few more things want to touch on. But I, I agree with you, Vito. Just the fact that they yep. exist and that they've, they've been doing what they're doing has caused a chain reaction within WWE and what they're presenting on all three of their brands.
1: Mikey, think of it this way. If those are the two main events for WrestleMania, that's two AEW stars that would be headlining <laughs> WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, granted, they came from WWE, but without going to AEW, AEW you, could argue, you right. could argue what Punk would have happened with Punk. Who knows? Because he was pretty, he was big. If he came back to WWE in the first place, maybe it's the same, but I, I don't know that it is. And mm-hmm. and so it's just an interesting thing that that, that could happen. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. The, the other piece that I find really, um, really interesting is um, you look at, i'm curious to see how all these people like you know eric bischoff and kevin nash who's Mm -hmm. nash's nash's boys with uh triple h and both of them both of them went hard on cm punk and how he was overrated Mm -hmm. and can't believe all this stuff and now triple h takes him back and if if you watch if you've read or listened to kevin nash's podcast he's changed his tune <laughs> drastically and and bischoff too like a little bit but it's just it's i think fun. It,
0: that's always gonna happen it's sort of like like you know we've been friends for a long time but it's like you know you hate something and then your friend starts doing it and you're like oh, all right i guess it's not that bad
1: i'm gonna support <laughs> my
0: friend <laughs> just even though i think it's kind of a shitty movie i guess i'm just gonna go along with it with him so well, i think that's that's sort of what's happening here
1: and it's no different than what what Kevin Nash did with WCW and WWF right like it's <laughs> yeah. almost on the same plane it's like it's the same thing <laughs> it's very similar in a different different way um yeah. and and uh you know I, it's it's great to see and
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm all about it man yeah. i am all
0: i'm about it i'm about it too uh all right Uh, we got a couple more points for WWE before we move to uh AEW uh charlotte there's a lot of worry about her. She's she's a pivotal piece of that women's division. And I think probably their plans for Mania. I'm not sure exactly who she's going to be matched up against. But I think anytime you have Charlotte in a, a spotlight match on that WrestleMania card, she delivers. I mean, look, the last year she had a, a match of the year candidate with, with Rhea Ripley. So I'm kind of worried that this past Friday, it looked like she hurt herself. There was like a, a messed up spot in the corner on the turnbuckle with Asuka and like her knee got all fucked up. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on. Uh, I don't really like to read wrestling journalism, but uh, I love it. <laughs> some some of the news is that it, they're a lot more concerned than they initially thought. But anyway, I just hope she's all right. And even if she is hurt, she can get back in time for, uh, for Mania. It's four months from now. So
1: yeah. hopefully you know, you it's didn't...
0: nothing serious that needs surgery or anything like that.
1: No, and you know, it's never great to see an injury like that. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Women's wrestling, not, yeah. not yeah. women's wrestling. You never want to see something like that. But what I will say is, luckily, WWE has a stacked women's division, and there are a lot <laughs> of people. True. There's a lot of people who have a chance to step up. And you're right. It, who is there going to be someone? It, it, it's like losing Shawn Michaels in a wrestlemania match like she seems to step up always has a great mm-hmm. match but at the same time maybe it gives someone else an opportunity to yeah. have that moment and um true I, as much as i i i would love to see her there and i wouldn't want to see her get hurt i still think there's a lot of viable matches that can oh my god happen yeah um that, that and, roster's is deep oh in WWE deep.
0: right now and yeah all of them seem good. Every uh, all of them have had something meaningful to do. Yep. So, well, we'll see what happens with it. But, uh, we'll, we'll see where they go from here. I wanted to give a, my thought on Deadline. I know I'm not sure how much of an NXT guy you are, Vito. I know it's not it's not your number one show to watch, <sighs> but I checked out Deadline on Saturday. It was a fun show, man. They NXT has been putting on some good shows. Um. I, I, I wanted to touch on Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes because, one, whoop that Trick. That dude is on fire right now. Everybody loves that dude. He's so good. And, like, he seemingly kind of came out of nowhere. Like, he was Carmelo's uh, Carmelo Hayes's like like, friend and kind of, like, hype man and then slowly sort of, like, branched out on his own into a singles career. And for some reason or another, the crowd just got behind him. Like it just sort of like organically happened, which you love to see in pro wrestling. And right now, there's there's this story going on of who attacked Trick Williams, and it's really funny that Shawn Michaels is basically in charge of the show. And the vibe that I am getting from this, it's like it's it's a variation of that summer 2002 story with. So who attacked Shawn Michaels in the parking lot and and Triple H just trying to figure out who it is and then it turns out it's Triple H, right? I think this is what's happening with Trick and Carmelo Hayes. There's yeah. it they had um Brian Pillman Jr. debut as Lexus King and yep. he claimed to to take responsibility for attacking Trick Williams after the deadline match. He he basically gets on the mic after he loses the match and he's like, "Carmelo, it wasn't me. I didn't attack him, but thanks for that pay-per-view rub." So basically he just lied about it to so get on the paper, which is like kind of a little bit of a Brian Pillman thing to do. Um, and, and so now the mystery is, is back on of who attacked trick Williams. I just wanted to, to throw a shout out to it. Cause I, I actually think they're, it's a pretty compelling story. They've done a good job with it. And, yeah. Uh,
1: I, I I will be honest. I have not paid as much attention. You're 100 percent correct. I'm not saying it's bad. I yeah. I just haven't. Um, mm-hmm. And but I I do know. I I think Shawn Michaels is the perfect fit for that for that role. And you know, my question though is, what's the deal with Braun Breaker? Like, is he? Are they just never gonna bring him up, or is it like is? Because I feel like at one point he was like the the star of that show and you know i I don't know I, i i felt like he would be a guy that would be on the main roster by now
0: i i think they probably just want a little bit more polish for him before they put him into the main roster and like you were just saying before it's a pretty stacked main roster right now so if you put a guy on there you don't really want him to get lost in the shuffle right now i would imagine we might see him at the rumble and see how he does in that environment. But I don't know if they'll call him up until maybe after Mania when things settle down. Because if you're getting into that mode where you're building up, building up to the big show, and you know how they get, I wouldn't want him up there and then it feels like you just wasted three months and him getting lost in in sort of people's consciousness on the roster. Leaving down an NXT right now where he has a fan base. The guy's got one of the best spears in the business. No offense to Roman, but that dude just... If you go on to their, their their YouTube or whatever or like there's a a ton of montages of his spears from deadline he just absolutely he was crushing people yeah he's a beast he's he's a Steiner through and through
1: yeah I uh it just, it just it's just interesting and I also got Baron Corbin down there too and yeah doing well I mean- too. I wonder too. Like, th- there's only so much TV time to go around, and there's a lot of guys that deserve TV time for Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I mean, you even you look at Gunther, and like, even that guy. Like, you know, yeah. When is he? They're going to elevate him to the next level. Like, where is the room? You know, like, you got all these guys. Up right. There, which, it's a good problem to have, right? But it's, how do you manage compared it?
0: Compared to how it used to be, yeah, it's a yeah. great problem to have.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just. It, my cool, the cool thing about NXT and then going to the main roster now is I feel like Triple H has more of a respect for those guys, and I think you'll see those guys come up and they won't get mm-hmm. buried like Vince McMahon right. used to do with some of them. And mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know, I I got faith that Triple. I, listen, Triple H can't do everything right. You know, no. what I mean, like there's going to be falters in the it system won't, here, but. Right. But I, I give him credit. I think we're going to see a lot more right than wrong and stuff that's going to make us happy and, and jo- enjoy watching the show than than in years past. And, and it's not discredit to Vince. We've talked about this before. It's just mm-hmm. his time was up. And I think uh, I think Triple yeah, H is very happy. privy. Very privy. I'm not sure there's many. Weirdly enough, though, like you know, Triple H gets a lot of crap for the fact that you know he married Vince's daughter, mm-hmm. and like a lot of people say. You know, would he be where he is without that? And weirdly enough, I think Triple H is very—you know—he was the cerebral assassin for a reason. He knows the business in and out. He's paid his dues. He understands what it's like to come through, but he also understands the the back part of 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 wrestling. You know, and it 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 shows because it's the little things that make a big difference and he's got the the influence of vince who he's learned from which is a great person to learn right. from but then he also has the the other piece to it where he's been there and he understands what it's like to be a wrestler um so it's exciting to see you know um yeah. I, I i right now i think all things are pointing up for him um mm-hmm. and it's 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 good stuff so yeah yeah. Um, but it's I'm curious to see how NXT translates into WWE now because I feel like it was kind of like the stepchild of Vince McMahon and he didn't really give a shit too right. much about it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you because obviously Triple H was the head of NXT for a long time. And yeah. I think in his mind, he's viewing this as if we can present these NXT stars once they get to the main roster, if we can present them well and in a believable way and to get the crowd behind them, you're talking about ensuring the future of your business, so mm-hmm. it's in his best interest 100%. to make sure that these people are put in the best position they can to succeed. So I don't think that he views it the same as Vince at all. Where I think Vince was just lost in translation. That's kind of the way I look at it. It was this was like a new generation kind of ecosystem. It was you know you're basically creating a territory. That's kind of what you had to do. You created it. You give people time to to get seasoned. Um, and, and for whatever reason, Vince just like, wasn't, I just didn't, I don't think he understood it now with triple H at the helm, Shawn Michaels down in NXT, you have two guys that are largely on the same page. So I think you're going to see a lot of continuity in how people are presented from NXT into the main roster. You won't see like a gimmick shift necessarily. I mean, maybe that'll happen here and there, but I think they're going to do a good job of sort of trying to protect them and, and getting them well seasoned. And I, what NXT has been doing particularly well is they they have incorporation of some of the main roster stars i mean uh becky lynch just had a run down in nxt the new day have had a run in nxt you got dom mysterio down there all the time too which is like it's kind Very of like old for him because he is younger too so it's probably good for him to get those reps but it's you know you got rhea ripley going down there with folks so i think that's really great because you only learn by working with people better than you so nxt is doing a good job of that of getting them ready for what is it going to look like for you when you're working with these folks on a weekly basis
1: yeah and it'll be interesting because now they're going to be on cw right and so so you know is that going to require them to have a little bit more star power on there Um, i bet i don't know yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see
0: yeah so should we talk about wrestlemania thoughts is it too early to do this i mean we kind of already touched on what we think some two of the potential main events are going to be
1: I think we should save it for another right. episode if you want let's my honest opinion. Let's I, I it. think it's All too right. early. I think it's All too right. early. I, we, okay. we can talk, we can touch on the main event because that can always be a thing. But I yeah. think let's do a little How bit. Let's out. Yeah. yeah, plus I feel like we need Sarge here we for that. You know, I feel like we
0: need Sarge. Sarge, if you're yeah. listening, we miss you, man. We need you to get, yeah. get back on. We do.
1: We do. We do. And, and I'm curious to see. We're going to have to go back to the, the tapes about his thoughts on CM Punk from a few episodes ago and uh, <laughs> they were run strong. him back a little bit. Let's see if his tune we has put him changed. On, we're going
0: to put him on TikTok. We're going to have him yeah, as yeah. a specific clip.
1: We'll see if his tune has changed. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, he went from being he didn't really like CM Punk, this whole thing, to then saying that Raw was going to Blow uh, Monday Night Football out of the water when CM Punk was back. So I'm uh, I, I I can't wait to get this. I'm, I don't know. I, I I want this feedback. Well,
0: I, I think going up against the Giants game, anything will. Yeah, uh, fair, fair point. Fair <laughs> hey,
1: point. my boys won last night. Tommy it's DeVito. True. Yep. Tommy DeVito. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Tommy Cutlet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, you see his agent looking like Tony D'Angelo over there? <laughs> uh. All right. Let's let's jump into uh let's jump into AEW. All right. Yeah. Let's let's do it. So what what do they got going on in right now? They got the Continental Classic, which I think has actually been an interesting tournament. I I think they've modeled this after I like New Japan and like the the G1 and all that stuff where it's kind of this like round robin. You have like different leagues, like the Blue League, the Gold League. It, it, it's interesting. Um it's I, a lot of I really do, good matchups. Can I give you my thoughts on it? You seem to have them ready to go, so
1: get on it. Uh, only because I think it's stupid as shit. I, I'm gonna be honest. Like I just, <laughs> I'm all about different uh, stuff. Uh, I'm all about. I almost I'm came out of my
0: nose. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I don't follow it at all. Mm-hmm. I I I could give two shits about it. Like I think it's weird. Like I this scorecard system: three points for this, zero for that. Who's in it? Who's left? Too too much. Like just do a bracket and winner loser yeah. goes on. Like that's all I need. This weird thing. I, I mean, good for them for trying something new. Hundred percent. But this is just this is yeah. you know, thoughts of this. I I think it's stupid. I don't see any validation behind it. So,
0: well, it's a, it's their way to unify three different titles apparently.
1: Yeah. But all, one whole side is done. The other side hasn't even started yet. Like you don't even, I can't figure out who's winning, who's not. Like, it's it just like, I don't know. I think it's a giant mess if you want my opinion, but good for them for trying something different. I i mean, I loved when they used to have the win loss records. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. They got um, it, rid of
0: that quick, huh?
1: I mean, you knew that was going to happen because at some point, like they're going to be people who are losing a lot more than winning. And then what happens? It like blows up their spot. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Doesn't make any sense, but I thought it was a cool concept,
0: yeah. Well, I think some of the it's not necessarily the concept of the tournament, it's just it's led to some good matchups. So I think Brian Danielson wrestling with an eye patch is kind of badass, it's kind of badass and, and up his alley at this point in his career. Uh, swerve that dude continues to impress, like he's he's a main eventer, and it really you know, people talk about whether you know, it's it's a huge wwe mistake by letting him go but maybe this needed to happen i think it, it's sort of similar to cody and other folks that go elsewhere build a name for themselves and come back like he could end up doing that at some point down the line and he's really making it for himself so i'm i'm happy for him
1: you know yeah i mean listen uh... I think I think Swerve is is a is a complete high spot in, in AEW right now. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure um I'm sure Triple H and their whole team is wishing they had him back, you know, and I don't I I I I, I I just I, I think there's a lot of runway with him. Mm-hmm. And I think we said this last time on the show that I He's just got this different demeanor, and I also think the guy and I—we've said this before—but I love the dude who comes out with them. And he's like, "Swear, you know?" Yeah. And I, I think it adds to the whole mystique. I think it adds <laughs> the whole mystique. Um, but no, I think it's good. I—I—I—I I, I, I do. I think it's good. Uh, I think um, there's there's a few things that are good. I, I like we've said in the past, and it just continues to be the same thing. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of bad and there seems to be some weird directions that they're going but i mean it's it's not a bad product it's not um it's not wcw like in the end it's it's just they'll get there i, I get, you got to remember they're still mm-hmm. only what 4 years old you know what i mean and uh, i think they're doing the right stuff and they've made strides that other companies haven't and it continues to elevate every other promotion that's out there tna nwa you know what i mean like they it, gcw like if a couple of those other I, I think there's an opportunity here though where some of those other companies have a chance to overtake them a little bit but it seems like they continue to merge like um is it will osprey is he's fighting mm-hmm. in, in tna right um yeah. in uh against um oh uh who is he fighting against I can't think of it off the top of my head, but like I think if they continue to do that and work with those those companies, you're gonna see them continue to grow. But um it it's hard. I think their chance with punk, like I said, they need they need somebody who's gonna get eyeballs on there, like and cr- they but they, they still need to continue to build their own stars, right? No, mm-hmm. no, no question. Yeah, it's about that's that's the bread and butter. But having CM Punk there was a big thing for them. Like, I mean, they created a show. Strictly for CM Punk, and without him there, it's practically shit to bet, you know. Um, collision. So um, I'm curious to see how things go.
0: I'm me too. I I think you know. I had I had a rant ready for Please. AEW today let's, about
1: let's, the CM let's. Punk
0: thing because you hear all the scuttlebutt on on X, on Insta, on Threads everywhere about how toxic CM Punk is and and listen I I actually agree with you that there there was a, a level of toxicity with this dude uh at the same time I think when you when you just claim that you sort of oversimplify things and and you're also neglecting that there there's a whole truth here that probably none of us will ever know and it likely includes the other three that people tend to put halos over, Kenny Omega and the Bucks and, and and even Tony Khan, for that matter, you know, there's all this talk of like, oh, the locker room's still not recovering from Punk. And at this point, he hasn't fucking been there since September, like enough already enough. If you can't recover from something that happened that long ago at this point, when he's clearly gone, then there's something wrong with the company. There's something wrong with how it's being run. then. You have to look in the mirror at that point and say, "Well, they, well, if the person's no longer here and I'm still feeling this way, well, guess what? Then I have to do some personal work." And I think there's something going on there. I, I you know, they when it, AW first came about, you remember seeing those reports of, "Oh, things are just like so great in the locker room. Everyone's so com- there's some so so, com- so much camaraderie and all that." Well, you couldn't have thought that that was going to last forever. You couldn't, and and it didn't. There was all those reports that uh, Eddie Kingston was getting into scuffles and shit backstage with Sammy Guevara and all that stuff. But like it, it I think obviously the, the eyeballs were on punk because he was such a big name. So it, I think it just got like, it, it was more intensified when that news was coming out, but it wasn't, you're always going to have assholes in pro wrestling. He's just one of them. That's uh-huh. really what it comes down to. He's just one of those assholes. That's going to walk through the door. In a particular system, he's going to be able to do all right. And I think in WWE, they're going to be able to, to sort of cage him enough to sort of channel him in a, in a productive direction. And so far it's working. We'll see. But so far it's working. But at some point, you have to adjust the way you run your business to be able to accommodate that. Because you might get big stars that are going to come into the company here and there as time goes on that are going to be complete dickheads. And you're going to have to figure out how to work with them because you're not going to like everyone you work with. Uh, I'm not saying you need to be there <laughs> that the fighting was OK and all that stuff like none of that was fine. But you have to make adjustments to how you run your backstage to be able to to manage those personalities. And I'm looking right at Tony Khan about this because I, I really feel like sometimes he's too much of a fan and not enough of a boss. He comes out and sits down and is like, I felt I I felt like my life was in danger. No, you didn't. I don't I don't believe that. I know that this might be a controversial take here, but I don't believe that. I think he had to say what he needed to say in order to, you know, fire him for cause or whatever it was. But I mean, I I just I don't buy it. I don't buy it. So I think, you know, it, it all it all ends with stop talking about him on TV. Stop mentioning him in interviews. Stop all of it. Pretend this guy didn't exist now. Like it, it's over, cut him off, and he's just like the distant cousin you don't talk to anymore, right? That, that's all you need. Yep. Yeah, move <laughs> forward,
1: Mikey. I was just letting go you go there. The I was just letting you go there. Great rant. I, I was. I wanted you to get it all out of your system. Um, but a couple of things to to branch on. I'm going. For, I'm going to go in three different directions go, go here for with it. this because I want to touch on a couple of things. Number one, keep mentioning CM Punk. All they're doing is alienating the people who did like cm punk and continuing to mention him makes them makes people want to watch the other product and it's one of those things like at this point you're right don't even mention him move on with what you're doing focus on what you do well yeah. and and go from there so that's number one number two and wwe does a good job of that by the way Um, when someone leaves their company, they, you know, we hate it because they don't mention them, they alienate them, but at the same time, they don't make it so that that other person is getting those eyeballs to move to the other show, you know? Um, so that's number one, number two, the thing about AEW and pay close attention to this because it is, I think the key, and we've said it before, but when Cody Rhodes left AEW, that's when I feel like things shifted. I really do. I really do think that that happened, and I think he brings this level of professionalism and this understanding of the business that makes a huge difference, and I think that's a huge factor for AW because if you look at when he left, that is when all of this started happening. I mean, there were issues before and everything, but mm-hmm. it, it just seems like the whatever rain was there and organization just kind of went, pooh, and has slowly just been going off the rails since then, and then on the flip side, if you look at WWE... They were already run really well but i feel like he brought this piece over to them that's Mm -hmm. kind of elevated the talent where they're all on the same page and maybe it's because he comes in and says hey we're going to do what's best for the company i'm going to lose at wrestlemania i'm going to do this and it 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 it, it spreads right and i think that's a big thing so that's the, the the other piece i wanted i wanted to touch on um and the third piece, I can't remember now because I, I went on the like, <laughs> <so. laughs> I was like, where's number three? Oh, I can't remember mind. what the third piece Oh, I know uh, what it was. I know what it was. Uh, when your main event of a dynamite is Edge versus Christian, which wasn't a bad match, but it's two 50-year-old guys that are well past their prime, even though Christian's doing some of his best work right now. That shouldn't be your main event for a dynamite. Like it, it should be focused upon the people that are building the company, or maybe you split the two of them, or you save that match for a pay per view, whatever it might be. I just, I, I get it. The emotions are there. It's a good storyline. I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah, it's I just probably like
0: a better storyline they have going right
1: now. Yeah, but that's that's WCW all over again. When you had Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man or something, you know, like it's like two old guys that it, it they can bring it, and they're going to bring eyeballs, but. If that's your best storyline, what are you doing? You know what mm. I mean? If, if if that's the only thing that's getting people there and you're, and you're putting a half hour of a two-hour show on two guys that are that old, I just don't think that it's it's the right way to do it. Um, mm. it, it that's just my opinion. And again, people can argue. They can say that storyline's great. That's fine. I, I wouldn't disagree. But I just think we, we can get more excitement there. That's all. That's all.
0: Yeah. I think them being in Canada... I no, think that, that uh, you know what you want to do that uh, there's probably fair. sentimental value for them to point. have that match between the two of them from the friends and family. Fair so point. That had a lot that's a do. fair
1: point. I didn't even put that together so okay mm-hmm. I'll take it back a notch on that yeah. one. But, yeah, but yeah. it's still though it, it that shouldn't be you yeah. know the
0: it can't be the only thing. I think no. that's that that no. that and I agree I... it can't be the only thing. It's it's the balance you're talking about and we're probably going to get heat for this because it's going to sound like we're just shitting on AEW. I like AEW. I want them to be good. This is the same thing I used to do 10 years ago when WWE was fucking Ten... terrible. Whoa, I love whoa, it. Whoa, 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 You need to get 10
1: better. years ago? How about like a year ago?
0: I know. <laughs> ago. Yeah, but it's been going on sporadically for all that time.
1: The tune has changed drastically in the last like 24 months. Oh, yeah. If you oh, go yeah. Listen yeah, to some go early listen
0: to uh, Gorilla episodes. Holy oh yeah, smokes. Oh. way different tone.
1: Way different tone. And listen, we're we're men of we're we are. Listen, we will tell you when we're right. We will tell you when we're wrong. Right, and well. and. I'm just going to go with what I feel and what I think is good in the moment. And that's, that's pretty much how I, I feel on all of that. Yeah. So, Hey, one thing I did want to touch on, it's hot off the presses, I think last night and we, we hear breaking from gorilla, breaking from gorilla, strutting from gorilla, have breaking news that I thought was really interesting and it's AEW related. How about this bad boy right here? And I, I, I know, I, I realize wow. that's not a great picture. We're both wow. still on screen. But for those podcast listeners, I have a picture of John Cena shaking MJF's hand at the Iron Claw premiere. And I'm going to take this off the screen because uh, honestly, it looks awful with both. It's weird. It's uh, like all of yeah. us yeah, are right. together. We're still figuring out StreamYard, that's, which has been yeah, a, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a that's great, great platform. Um, but what a, a picture right there. This is great. Um, Uh, first of all, you you know, there's two sides of this. Number one, it's like interesting that John Cena would publicly take a picture with MJF. Like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of a weird one. He's like the Hulk Hogan of WWE, right? Mm -hmm. And very interesting. Like, and it wasn't like a photo, hey, they're talking backstage. Like, that was clear as day. He's shaking his hand and wants people to see it. Okay, Absolutely. So, I'm curious how, how that's panning out. Is that him like saying, hey, dude, like you're doing great, come to WWE? Like, or is again, I, I, I yeah, you sound like everybody on Twitter right but, now, but, but <laughs> why else would he do it? Like, I don't know, it, it because,
0: seems... because he's another wrestler who's getting into the Hollywood business just like he did. And what did he need at the time? He probably needed like a mentorship or somebody to at least give him a pat on the back, like, listen, you're doing all right. I, I i well i heard this too that i i know your scene was cut pretty drastically and that you don't have any speaking lines in the film anymore but this shit happens you know i I think maybe you just need somebody there that's been through it to, what to if, sort of help him through the transition
1: what would you do if john cena showed up
0: at aew i think that would be i don't i i actually don't think it'll happen
1: no i, I don't, don't i don't think it'll happen like, no I, way.
0: I would be in a word flabbergasted (laughs) flabbergasted if john cena showed up in aew but i don't believe that'll ever i don't
1: believe that'll ever happen either um just
0: there's just a vibe you get from john Cena. like i don't think he's gonna ever go anywhere else
1: i mean talk about your like hulk hogan the wcw moment yeah uh like that would be that'd be nuts that would imagine he comes back and then then turns does like a whole hulk hogan thing
0: and <laughs> you just want the like a new a no, no this is just me NWO. no this that. is we don't this, need is, that.
1: this is just me going off the rails i honestly i i don't i i just it was an yeah. interesting picture i it's, i didn't wake it, up this morning expecting to see a picture of john C. no, no i didn't shaking hands like that was very interesting
0: well, it does uh, remind me to let our, our listeners and viewers know, go back into our archives, watch the episode with Vinny Berry, uh, Lance by Chance. He's, uh writes about Lance's life. He, it's an authorized biography about how Lance Von Erich got into the wrestling business. Um, so you're probably going to get a lot more out of that book than you are out of that movie. So I think you should go onto his website, WrestleVille.com, and, uh, and check it out. You can get a, a signed copy of the book. So we, we love our guy, Vinny Barry. So anytime we can give him a shout out, we got to do it.
1: Yeah, we got to get him back on season three. Get him, um, get, right. him on the, get him on his, video. Get him on video um, and, uh, and and have him back on again. So we will. He's been on, you know, at least once a season. So we'll, we'll see if we can get him back on. I'm sure yeah. he will. He's a big good friend of the podcast here.
0: Uh, so since you showed that picture of MJF, should we ask a little bit about who the devil is?
1: Yeah, um you don't know. It reminds me a lot of remember Aces and Eights on TNA. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, what a comparison! But it's the same thing. You get this build up, and I, I, I watched the product. I was like, oh, who is this? Who is this? And then it, but when it turned out being like Bubba Ray Dudley or something, I can't yeah. remember who it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea who it is. I, t- to me, it has to be uh Jungle Boy. Like that's what oh, you
0: think, think so. It is. Okay. I, I, that's I one. Hey,
1: that's cool. a good one. That's a good one. I think so. I think uh, who else can it possibly be that or it's Adam Cole and, you know, but Adam I, Cole's injured,
0: but even so even injured, he could still be the one behind it and they could just prolong that story
1: or it's Britt Baker, right? Britt Baker is the devil. And, you know, uh, she happy.
0: has been pretty vocal lately about her lack of TV time.
1: A lot of them have been, and actually, I heard that Daniel Bryanson is fining everybody that complains about yeah, right. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's a true story <laughs> from my my uh, my wrestling gossip. Your, your your inside scoop. Yeah, my my insiders <laughs> have have that have that scoop. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we'll yeah, see I don't how know. it
0: shakes out. I I think it's Adam Cole. I think it's a combination of like Wardlow and the Kingdom. I mean, it it feels like. They're they're already sort of, they've sort of shown that already. But well, the good news we'll is see. their
1: their storyline directions are all over the place. It could be it, any.
0: Place. It could be anyone. So it's like right. to their
1: to their credit because they're got this chaos 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 creates chaos, and yeah. that's what's that's what's happening. It's,
0: it's been one of their more interesting stories lately. So I'm with yeah. it. Um, um,
1: the other thing I want to touch on for AEW, I, yeah. I heard before we end here, uh, I heard a uh, interview with. Chris Jericho. And, you know, me personally, I'm a Chris Jericho fan. I think you are too, um, for the most part. But he said something the other day. um, Someone asked him about his, like, legacy or whatever it was. And he goes, you know, he goes, I think and he's not a guy who talks a lot about himself, really. And to his credit, he puts people over. He does the stuff that's right for business. I, I really like Chris Jericho, but he's mentioned something that I thought was really interesting. He goes, "When people, when I retire, I think people are going to look back in my career and realize that I have wrestled some of the best wrestlers ever. I'm and I'm the only person." He goes, "I've gotten Stone Cold and The Rock and some of the new generation and the Hulk Hogan's." And mm-hmm. he's like, "He literally has." Like, yeah, he
0: works with everybody, Undertaker. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I think you will look back at his matches and be like, man, this guy really wrestled the best in, in the business. And there's not a lot of people that can say they've been able to do that. Um, and it's a it's pretty a interesting career. concept. I never really thought about that, but it's true. Yeah, I
0: agree. I agree. I think it it's it, it's a testament to his longevity and his work ethic.
1: Yeah, and right. I don't think AEW would be where they are without him. I think he brought eyeballs mm-hmm. to that, credibility to that, um, more than most people could. Um, so Absolutely. We'll we'll see how it pans out. The other thing I wanted to say before we sign off because I want to give this shout out. Um, if you've ever, if you've looked at our TikTok, which if you haven't, you should. Um, we have our number one grossing, know oh, grossing, our most viewers because we haven't made yeah, we, we sure money. We sure shit ain't made no money. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. Yeah um was our la night video with our friend of the podcast, Mike Westcott's daughter, Abby. Um they went to their first WWE event in Providence, Rhode Island this past Friday. The Smackdown, they were at the Smackdown? tribute, tribute oh. to the troops. They did a family night. Uncle Vito was wanted to go but had a prior commitment and couldn't. Um so uh big shout out to them. They had their LA night shirts on and they were ready to go here. They had a great time and hopefully we have some new WWE fans. And like I said, maybe one day That's we'll have them cool. on the podcast. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. So shout out. Shout out yeah. to them. I hear she's a big, uh, Abby's a big TikTok star now because, you know, they got, she got 12,000 views. So yeah, she's bigger a than big us. Deal. It's kind of a big yeah. deal. We'll have her on. Yeah. 100%. <laughs>
0: uh all right i i was gonna rant about all in but i already had one rant today so we'll save that for another episode um bottom line you why why are you promoting this nine months out like that it's just it's just annoying at this point because they they have to why why do you why do you need nine months to sell it
1: because they have to without without cm punk now they uh Uh, they (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's just like that that's annoying like that i don't know why it just really like, puts a hair across my ass about it like what what's wrong with you
1: especially just, when uh, you have tony... a
0: pay-per-view in two weeks
1: yeah and tony khan comes out uh, probably every other week and says big announcement from tony khan and one of them was all in tickets are on sale for right. a year from now
0: <laughs> yeah like thanks thanks big announcement no yeah. it's just a regular announcement just send an email this could have been an email that's a lot of his announcements. This could have been a a tweet.
1: Could have been. It would have been know. fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. Like enough already. Jesus. All right, I'm just getting old. That's what's happening. I'm just getting
1: like, I love it. Grouchy. I love ranting Mikey Cash. It makes it my grouchy. day. <laughs> it makes my day. It's All right. Just, I it need another cup of coffee. It's, it's it time It's passionate episode. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. That's, that's that's about it for this week. We're glad you guys are with us. Uh, remember to listen subscribe on your podcast feed subscribe here on youtube and uh, pay attention to our website we have the updated feeds there we have articles and more coming your way so uh, enjoy your holiday if we don't get to see you guys again before uh, before Christmas and New Year's but happy holidays happy holidays and uh, always remember keep on strutting jabronis